UPI is going global. Welcome to Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and NPCI International is already in talks with 30 countries around the world to introduce UPI in those countries. And three of those countries have already signed MOUs. Now, as many of us who live in India and call India our home know, UPI has turned out to be one of the best fintech innovations of the last century here in India, helping the country to be one of the fastest growing digital economies in the world. In fact, NPCI has seen such enormous success with UPI that in April of 2022, India accounted for the largest number of real-time transactions in the world, with a whopping $48 billion. But two years before this incredible number came into being on the 3rd of April of 2020, NPCI registered registered a subsidiary company called NPCI International Payments Limited with the goal of making UPI an internationally accepted and used payment service. Now, apart from the 30 countries that I mentioned at the beginning of this video, there are actually a lot of countries around the world that already have adopted UPI as an accepted form of payment in their country. And these include Singapore, France, the UAE, the UK, Russia, Nepal, and all of the other countries that you're seeing on the screen right now. Now, it might seem obvious to some of us, but I do still think that it's important to ask the question of why. Why is NPCI and NIPL trying to take UPI international? Well, the first reason is to make transactions seamless and easy for Indians who are traveling outside of the country. Maybe these are Indian tourists, they're just taking a brief trip outside of India, or maybe they're NRIs, diaspora and expats who are living outside of India on a more long-term basis. And then the second reason is to support and make a made-in-India product that's widely available and known around the world. And then just to wrap up this news item, there's one more positive piece of news that I have about UPI, which is that last month in September of 2022, UPI crossed 11 lakh crore rupees worth of transactions for the first time ever. All right, next up in the news, you can finally experience ONDC for yourself and keep watching the video to find out how. So here's a couple of stats directly from ONDC's website. Currently, they're live in Alpha in 85 cities across India, live in Beta in one city in India. There are three domains live on the network. 497 sellers are live as well on ONDC. Network participants are 18, and more than 1 lakh SKUs have been added to ONDC so far as well. Now, the first app that went live on ONDC was actually Paytm Mall, which means that if you're based in Bengaluru, then you can now order products online from various sellers that are listed on ONDC via Paytm Mall. And if you're interested in accessing ONDC through Paytm, then click on the link in the description down below. Now, besides Paytm Mall, there are a couple of other companies that are actively involved in ONDC at this early stage, including Paytm itself, Dunzo, Digit, Shiprocket, IDFC First Bank, and all of these other companies as well. By the end of 2022, ONDC is aiming to reach 100 cities across India, 30 million sellers, and 10 million vendors as well on this network. Now, these are lofty goals, especially considering the performance of ONDC on its first day. I think a lot of people didn't even realize that it was launching or in what capacity it would be launching in. And so on the first day, only 161 orders were placed on the network and Paytm saw the most orders with 88, followed by IDFC First Bank at 42, MyStore at 16, and Spice Money at 15. Of these 161 orders, 55% were groceries and the remaining 45% were food and beverages. However, one thing that's really encouraging to see is that ONDC wants to collect feedback from public users to improve the user experience with its beta launch. And so that's why they've rolled out a consultation form where users can give feedback so that the service can get better. If you wanna be a part of that survey, then you can find a link to it in the description down below as well.
All right, next up, let's move into our bird's eye segment now because at least six Indian startups have raised more than a million dollars this week with the total coming in at $328 million. So one company in the social commerce space, Misho, has raised 58% of this. That's $192 million. And Misho is a Bengaluru-based e-commerce platform for resellers who sell products through WhatsApp and Facebook. Next, we have one startup in the EV space, Euler Motors, and they've raised 18% of the funds. That's $60 million. Euler Motors is a New Delhi-based EV startup that manufactures three-wheeler EVs. Next, we have EdTech giant Baiju's. They've raised 15% of the funds. That's $49 million. And as many of you are aware, Baiju's is a Bengaluru-based EdTech platform that offers courses for multiple education levels. Next, we have banking startups raising 8% of the funds. That's $24 million. And the leaders here were Juno. They raised $18 million. Juno is a digital cryptocurrency banking platform that provides a checking account, allowing its users to buy crypto directly from the platform. And then we also have Vance. They raised $5.8 million. And Vance is a Bengaluru-based Singapore headquartered startup that is a cross-border neo-banking platform aiming to give users around the world a high-yield account to grow their savings. And then finally, we have one company in the SaaS space, Zenscar. They raised 1% of all the funds. That's $3.5 million. And Zenscar is a Bengaluru and New York based startup that offers a billing platform for SaaS companies, enabling them to handle pricing issues. So this was actually a pretty exciting week for Indian startups when it comes to fundraising. $328 million is quite a bit more than last week's $186 million. And by the time you're watching this video, that number might have actually gone up. So if you want up-to-date information on the funds that Indian startups are raising and what those startups are actually doing in India's startup ecosystem, then make sure to sign up for our newsletter. You can find a link to it in the description down below. All right, next up, just a couple of quick updates for you guys now. First of all, Misho, in the first week of the festive season, actually beat Amazon in terms of order volume. So overall, in the first week of the festive season here in India, e-commerce players sold goods worth $5.7 billion. Flipkart is actually the leader here with an order sales share of 49%. But for a change, in second place, we have Misho instead of Amazon with a sales share of 21%. Now, obviously, this is just the first week, so things are probably going to change as the weeks go on and as the festivities continue. But it's nice to see a new type of competition happening here between Flipkart and Misho instead of Flipkart and Amazon, which is the battle that we normally see during the festive season here in India. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys this week. I really hope that you enjoyed the video and that you learned a lot from it. Big thanks now to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members, our unicorns, our decacorns, and our hectacorns. And also big thanks to you for watching this video through to the end. All right, I will see you in the next one.